Welcome to the Connection Club podcast. I am Katie Wren. I am a wife, a mom to a beautiful baby girl, bonus mom to a beautiful teenage daughter and successful business owner. I am so excited to connect with you. Sometimes we need to disconnect from the world to reconnect with ourselves. So I am super grateful to be on this journey with you so we can connect together as a community. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Connection Club podcast. And today I have someone special sat next to me. (laughs) We're very, very excited. I actually have my brother here in the hot seat. And we're going to completely spin this round and really just talk about family and how important it is for family and having a connection with your family (laughs) or and a sibling. And unfortunately, me and Rick have got a incredible bond being siblings and um, he's going to do his best to completely wind me up through this whole episode and vice versa, which is what we love to do. And I think a lot of people maybe look at our friendship a little bit weirdly because we are so close and we do have a lot of fun and we do bring out the best of each other, but it probably wasn't always the case as we were growing up, was we? But anyway, hi, Rick. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say um, it's an absolute privilege to obviously be on the uh, the podcast with my sister. I've been listening for the past couple of months now and it's truly an inspiration what she's been doing and helping people with everything that she's been talking about and really inspiring lives and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's great when she asked me to come down here and obviously we've been spending a lot of time together recently. So I think it just made sense for us to do a podcast about family and um, how the Connection Club can can hopefully help you in that kind of sense. So let's do it. That was a, a, the, probably the most serious... <laughs> I've ever seen you been. That was kind of cool. But tell us what our sibling life was like growing up. I think it was a little bit typical to begin with. Obviously, there's a like a three, four year gap between us. I'm hitting the big three zero next year, and you'll you'll be thirty three. <laughs> so, but growing up, I think the early stages. What I can remember was like there was a little bit of bullying involved from your part. <laughs> You used, to, you used to wind me up quite a lot. It only got to, I can't remember how old I was, but it just got to one point where I think you wound me up that much that I went crying to mummy and um, she went, right, that's it. You need to do something about it. And then I just like came after you and smacked you and, you, and, you, and then that was it. I think you didn't, you stopped bullying me from then on. I, I finally got big enough or bigger than you <laughs> um, in both width and height. <laughs> and then, I think as we got older, obviously high school, we um, had our differences. Obviously, you was a couple of years higher, so you thought you were cooler than me, which you probably were. So we didn't really... definitely cooler than you at that point. Yeah, definitely. I remember that. So I don't think we actually started connecting until I was probably 16, 17, maybe, and you was like 21. And we started seeing eye to eye on a lot of things because we obviously had a lot in common as well and... Um, I just think we just we grew past the, the teenage years and we both rebelled against the parents kind of thing. <laughs> and then I think you were very active with going out quite a lot and obviously having a job and things like that. And then I had my hockey career, which was 
a big focus. And then you started coming watching the games and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of like a family thing as well, where a lot of games, obviously mum, dad and you would come to and watch. And, um, and obviously as I got more serious growing up with it, it, it was more of a family event more than anything, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So, And then through the 20s, I think we were pretty much inseparable. I don't think we... Like we supported each other through everything from early 20s till now. And then I'm obviously I'm doing a really short version of everything that's happened in our lives. <laughs> and, um, and then obviously I think my hardest point was when you were off in America and obviously traveling quite a lot. And when you finally made that decision and met your husband, Luke, obviously, uh, to move here and live here full time, which was obviously a big blow to me, but especially the family. But it's been such a blessing to be able to come over so often and so much that I've actually fell in love with the place myself and will eventually be moving here just probably about an hour away. So not too close, but close enough that we can see each other quite a lot. So, And then the biggest thing for me, obviously, was coming over and watching Lake grow up um, into the beautiful young two-year-old that she's now. So terrible twos. So yeah, that's, that's like a, a quick introduction to our past really and how close we wasn't growing up to say halfway through our lives we just became like best friends if you will mm-hmm. i mean everyone has different situations like i don't think anyone in particular looks as weird they just look at us and just go wow they're close how are you guys so close i get that question quite a lot like how close are you sister i'm like well she's like my best friend mm-hmm. so I don't think people say like, oh, it's weird, but obviously some people think, why, how come you guys are so close? And it's just like, I think once you get past that phase, it can either go in two directions. You can either go on a path separately Mm -hmm. from your siblings, or you can go on a path where it's together. And I feel like our paths crossed very often, and especially with the industry that we got into Mm -hmm. when we were younger, and it helps us grow as people. Like there's no support like support from your family. And that's the, the best support you can have. So I think it's made us stronger as individuals and it's made us stronger as brother and sister and it made us stronger as a family. But obviously that's not the case with everyone. So there's like so many hundreds of millions of people out there that are so strong who've got siblings, but they've gone on their own path and that's worked for them, which is absolutely amazing. But I think that's the difference between the paths that you take. You, you can either be really strong and go out on your own and do it and then Obviously, we've done it together and and balanced off each other and got strong in that kind of way, if you will. I can definitely agree on that. I think I can definitely echo a lot of that. And I don't think there's any wrong or right path. I think there's just going off on your own or, you know, you just stay close with your sibling. And and we, I think, like you said, when you get past that stage, you either, you know, kind of go at life on your own or you stay close with certain amount of certain people and it just goes to show that we as siblings or as an example of siblings can be close but still have that space and distance at the same time you know living our own lives and stuff but a lot of people certainly ask me like how did you and Rick you know stay so close or you know are friends the way that you are and I think (laughs) it's hard to say really that it's a hard question to answer but I think one of the biggest things for me was growing up with you it it wasn't easy we did have our fallouts we did literally tear each other apart there's times where like that time where you'd literally turn around and pin me up against the wall and had me by the throat of my neck and I don't think I did it ever again wind you up (laughs) 
But I think when, you know, we both go through life curveballs, we seem to just be there for each other and pick each other up. And, and that just builds another level of respect and friendship that, you know, not many people get to experience. So it's been a very difficult to explain really, isn't it? It's, I think we're just there for each other and it's just a choice. We've made it a choice. We don't go, oh, you know, we're just going to kind of leave them to it. They're going to figure it out for themselves. We've, we've always just been there to pick each other up and to celebrate the good and be there for the bad. And ultimately, it's just grown our friendship really more so. And um, I don't feel like we're brother and sister. I just feel like we're really good friends. There's times where it does drive me crazy and there's times where I drive him crazy, but that's like anything. But yeah, there's definitely been some times where we can... Uh, look back at them and laugh and there's times where we can look back at it and cry <laughs> I think but what is one of the funniest memories that you have between me and you or something I've done there's quite a few <laughs> be nice because I don't want everybody to know the, the crazy crazy wow okay well I don't even want to start so I think I'll start low and then pick it up to funny at the end so I think one of our most struggling times kind of thing was when obviously our granddad passed away and no I'm, I'm starting low and going high so and i think that brought us even closer together than we were and especially when um i think we were in, in my bay or we were sat on that rock and we we're looking at the sky and it was like and we were just like hell each other and crying it's like oh we miss your granddad and he's looking down on this kind of thing mm-hmm. that for me like was will always stay with me i remember that memory to this day and then one of the funniest memories I have of you is, so 21st birthday, obviously, like anyone, they go big or they go home. And Katie ended up at home. But my father, our father, had to go out and pick her up. So I think I was stood at the front door. I can't quite remember. So dad pulls up at the, at the house, doesn't even pull into the driveway, just pulls outside on the road. And this door just flings open and you, you just see Katie's face, but like there's no one in there, no one home, just absolutely gone. Like we've all been there, let's admit it. And then she shuffles along, shuffles to the end of the car and it just, she didn't even realize the seats that ended. <laughs> there were no seat belt were involved in this. And then you can imagine it, she just went, meow. <laughs> Um, so do you know when like people like just get like passed out straight away or knocked on the chin or whatever and there's just nothing home yeah this was Katie getting out the the car just limbless just not a muscle in her body wanted to protect her from falling so you can imagine it splat right on the floor burst out laughing everyone was in tears like stitches laughing at Katie crawling along the floor trying to make it to the front door oh it was hilarious (laughs) For me, that is one of the funniest memories of you. But there's like there's so many other instances like that where alcohol hasn't been involved. <laughs> well, you know, everyone has a bad day. A funny instance. I think one of the funniest ones as well, where well, f- not even funny. It was just a good experience when you um, you give it a good go at, at hockey. <laughs> And like I'd been playing for quite a while by this point, and then you'd randomly just wanted to. The weirdest thing was for me as an ice hockey player, I can't imagine standing in front of a in front of the goal and a solid rubber puck being shot at you at God knows how many miles an hour, and then you you've got to put your body in front of it. So what does Katie do? She decides to be a goalkeeper in ice hockey. I don't know why. I have no idea why. So one of my fondest memories was actually being on the ice with you and being able to actually 
fire a puck at you. The joy that brought me was insane. (laughs) To know that this potentially could be hurting you was quite funny, but I never aimed for the head. That's that's me. (laughs) Maybe on purpose. So. That's how we warm up. <laughs> um, so for me, that was a really joyous occasion because I got to enjoy something that I love, like playing hockey, and you got to experience it as well. So I don't think many people can say that they've been on the ice together and they've trained together. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, I definitely remember all of that. And I remember falling out of the car quite vividly. I remember it. And I remember just, yeah, shuffling to the edge and just my whole body gave way and I completely fell sideways out of the car and fell on my whole body and I had a few bruises that next day I have to say and we've all been there there. we have we have and uh, we'll talk about your instances in a moment but yeah definitely hockey was yeah I was quite surprised you brought up that memory actually I did not enjoy (laughs) being behind a puck being slapped at by you by the way and I have been injured by a puck that's been slapped by you by the way and yeah that passion didn't last very long maybe a couple of seasons and I'm like yeah I'm not built for this and uh, I think it wasn't long after I broke my leg in the car accident that I actually got involved in hockey I couldn't skate very well that's why I decided to be a goalie <laughs> my uh, my femur just couldn't hack it with breaking it so I thought what's better to you know be a goalie and um there we go but i think some of my uh, fondest memories i have so many funny stories of you yeah i know but i haven't been there to witness it so the ones i have witnessed have been extremely funny the funniest one i have to say is the one where I f- <laughs> so when he fell asleep on the toilet so he'd been on a heavy night out and I had my bedroom door open slightly when we were both still living at home and I heard snoring. Now, this was probably, you know, it's a standard four-bedroomed house in the UK, you know, not terribly huge, but big enough home. And uh, from my bedroom to his bedroom was not terribly far away. Thank God for thick walls and stuff because I couldn't cope with hearing him snore every single night. But I heard snoring. I'm like, what the hell? I need to either close my bedroom door and close his bedroom door. I don't know what's going on, but first I'm going to go pee. So I goes to the bathroom and it's kind of open a little bit. And as I open it up, I witness him butt naked with his boxer shorts pretty much around his ankle. (laughs) He has his head in his hands, lead on his knees, as you can imagine. And he's like literally fast asleep. And I don't know how long he's been there, but every time he calls me, damn right, I took a picture of it. And I don't know how long he was there for, but now every time when he calls me, that picture comes up of him sat on the toilet. And I might repost it on social media for you guys to see it. (laughs) Yes, I know. We know this. So I think that's probably my funniest memory that I have of you. There's definitely plenty more. There's definitely been some interesting memories. And I think one of my favorite ones from our childhood is certainly where, oh my God, there's even so many with that. But probably one of the funniest ones that I, when we look back now is funny, but at the time it definitely wasn't. When we went in the field and we went to catch one of my horses and <laughs> she was a bit of a bitch, but she did not like you for some reason. And she was called Tess and she's supercharged over to him running at full speed knocked him over stood on his head you've still got a dint in your head now to this day i think a little bit on the scar 
and <laughs> his horse just ran over you. And he must have been about five, I think, at the time. But oh, I remember it. I remember it. you just like face planted the floor, and she just stood all over you. And then turned around and charged him again. And my mom grabbed him and, and ran out of the field. It was so random, but. When I look back now, I think it's funny, but definitely not at the time. And I think there was one time as well, you was riding Spencer and you were used to horse ride. So yes, I've tried some of your sports, but you've also been involved in some of mine as a horse rider. You did get a choice. You wanted to, you had your own little pony called Spencer. I remember you were trotting along one time and you were trotting, trotting, trotting. And all of a sudden he stopped dead and you go flying over his head, head first onto the floor. And yeah, just sat there like, but you did a little bit of competing and got a special rosette and <laughs> never placed where you always got a special rosette. Thanks for making an attempt to run the horse. So you wouldn't even, these are special rosettes, you wouldn't even get placed. You would just get us a, a rosette for participating. And there were these god awful pink color rosettes that Rick would happily collect. <laughs> They were definitely pink. <laughs> I think that's probably a few uh, fond memories. And oh my gosh, we could go on and on and on. But people, I think you've got to be there and be in the moment to understand like how funny things were. But let's play a little family chatter anyway and um, answer some questions back and forth, which um, I think might be interesting. So I'm going to pick one and say, if you could ask the president one question, what would it be? Oh my God, put me on the spot. So, if I was in the White House and Trump was in front of me, I had to ask him a question. If I asked him one question, it would be, well, I had to ask him two. Will you let me in? <laughs> <laughs> Will you let me in your country, please? Can I have a green card? <laughs> <laughs> and where'd you get your spray tan done? <laughs> uh, he's definitely got a teepee as well, hasn't a he? <laughs> Yeah, it would be a kind of a green card. Um, <laughs> I'd ask him two questions. I'd get two. Where'd you get your spray tanned on? Because I am pale. Okay, so I can't really see that. So, would you rather explore space or the deepest depths of the ocean? So the fact of the matter is I'm actually pretty scared of both of these areas of life. I'm a little bit scared of the ocean, but I am getting better because I do live in Florida. I do go in the ocean a little bit more, but I don't think I would want to really... (laughs) Yes, sharks. I don't think I would want to explore the depths of the ocean because I'm terrified to find out what is actually down there. But I'm also scared of space and I do have random thoughts. I do think about death and what the afterlife and things like that. And that freaks me out. So I, I try not to think about that too much, but with my relationship with God, that has definitely helped that area. When it comes to space, I am terrified. It actually just blows my mind on what the F is out there. <laughs> no, I am actually terrified because I think like if we have earth right now, there's got to be another earth. There's got to be other beings another universe and then you just think about the milky way the galaxy and then you've got to think well that, that's just one little galaxy and that's freaking huge in itself and then the whole of the space and it just goes to infinity and beyond it would just scare me to even investigate because you get lost you just fart 
You can touch this part. Don't edit it. <laughs> I think I'm bright red as well. Don't waft it. Jeez. So if I had to, she's so wrong in so many ways. <laughs> I slipped out. It was so it was so wet as well. Need <laughs> oh, a drink. No, space scares me. You could really get lost in there, but you could get really get lost in the ocean too. But it'd be really interesting to see if there's all those stuff out there. Let's say space. I go with space. Yeah, that was a really tough question. <laughs> One of these questions is if if you were writing these questions, what would your question be? <laughs> oh funny if you could travel back in time to an historical event what would you most want to be part of in an historical event do you know anything about history (laughs) i'm glad you didn't answer ask me that question because my my face would have been the same thing too i'm like i don't know what happened We should have paid attention in history, but that it was literally my DOS lesson. Like I didn't do anything. You watch, you watch one film for like each lesson, so you only get halfway through the film. Though, so you watch the rest of the film for the next lesson, and then you'd be like, "Oh, put another film on." And it was always about like World War Two or something. And you just like you put your headphones in and like listen to your remember the i i what was it, i iPods? No. <laughs> It's some mini discs. Oh yeah, mini discs. They didn't. They didn't take off. Or a USB stick. Oh my god, yeah. How crazy it was. Anyway, so a historical event. I would like to have been there when they built the pyramids. Hmm. <laughs> that sounds so weird now, but I watched a documentary on them on Netflix about how they actually they were actually made to gather energy because the civilization needed to live off like energy and electricity and stuff and that, that was what their way of harnessing it they like they gather energy and hold them in like a magnet yeah, yeah like a i don't know what you want to call it but about like a battery oh. so yeah i would like to see how the pyramids were made and why and that civilization existed then no there's no memories in the pyramids it's just a myth really yes no yep well, there is some but not like the, the great pyramids of Giza, or whatever you want to call it Guys, you, you're learning something on this podcast right now. This is what siblings do. We connect and learn from each other. This is how we connect. Like, no way. There was no mummies in the in the pyramids. From this documentary, they were saying, like, I don't know, you'll have to watch it. <laughs> but yeah, there is mummies, like, but they're in, like, the smaller, like, tombs, not pyramids. Pyramids are actually built for such, like, a different reason. Like Stonehenge in England. So the return of the mummy or the mummy... There's no mummies in the pyramids like there was on the mummy. No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Okay, so. Question time. Number six. What Disney movie character would you want to be for the day? Oh, that's a tough one. Who would you be? (laughs) You would be Hercules. Why? He's a god. Just because he's a god? Yeah. Okay. Really? It's got some pretty good music in it, I have to say. Oh, it's my Disney character I would be. 
I have to go with my favorite all-time Disney movie. No, get out. You don't know me. You're not my sibling. No, Lake watches it all the time. I don't. Although I did imagine when I was a kid that I had a pet Lion King. And, it, and when I was in the car traveling to Cornwall all the time, I would, I would imagine Simba running alongside the car and jumping all over the signs. And I know it was, I know. I had an imaginary Simba. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that was very vulnerable right there. I think I would want to come back or be uh, Robin Hood. Yeah. It's a classic. No, the cartoon. The fox. I loved him. I loved him. I I watched that a lot. Robin Hood, little John, walking through the forest. golly, what a day. Love it. We're going to watch that after. Yeah. So that's what I would do. That's who I would be, Robin Hood. So where do you not mind waiting? What? I don't mind waiting at the traffic lights. Like I'm fine doing that. I'm okay. I am not fine waiting for food or standing in line at the post office. Like that angers me so much because I watch how slow they are, especially here and just freaky people that come in, in and out of there. And I'm just like, get me out of here. So where do I not mind waiting in the car? So say if you're, like, you're waiting for someone, say if I pull up to your house, and I'm waiting for you to come out. I could sit there all day. I don't mind waiting in the car for someone. What should you want? Play my phone. Music. Yeah, play some music, chill. Where do you not mind? Yeah, and then. Where do you do mind waiting? What real language you want to create something? See, I, I think like waiting at lights. Really? But, yeah. That, dun, dun, dun. Or when, when you're in the cinema and you're waiting for a film to come on. So just when it says like the film starts at half four, and it gets to like quarter past five, and it's like it's been forty-five minutes. Start the film. That's why we go to films like half an hour late because that's that's when we start. What else? I think that's pretty much it. There's a few of them. I'm trying to think of one that really ticks me off. But I can't think of any right now. What part of your body is going to be a little bit My ears. <laughs> <laughs> a bit dry right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's my question. Oh, Chill. All right. We made up these questions for each other. Okay, so if you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say and why? We get a little bit tipsy now. <laughs> Stop taking steroids. <laughs> <laughs> it shrinks your package, people. <laughs> yeah, no. Nobody knows. Look, kids don't know what steroids are. No, that would be my funny answer. My serious answer would be, I would say the plastic thing I could go on about all day. I think if 30 seconds, I would say people stop all the hate, lead with love, and the amount of people I know that give up on their marriages is crazy. And I think people should try harder. Honestly, I think people need to try harder. And I think it takes responsibility from yourself as an individual, looking in the mirror and going, what can I do to show up better? How can I improve things? How can I improve myself? 
and commit to that person. That's what I would say. I had the whole world watching 30 seconds. People focus on your marriage. Done. How many pennies would fit into this room or cents? <laughs> 86,534. <laughs> that number just came into my head. I have no idea. That's a stupid question. I don't know if I want you to answer this one because this might be a bit awkward, but what's the wildest thing you've done in a hotel room? And you've been on some hockey trips and lads' parties and <laughs> hoping that mum and dad aren't listening to this. <laughs> yes, I have been on quite a few hockey adventures and tournaments where we've talked the game very seriously and um, got to bed very early and played the best hockey possible. <laughs> Not. Not. <laughs> The wildest thing I've done in the hotel room. I think there was one instance where we had a hotel room abroad, and I won't say where, and I won't say with who, the lads, and we climbed off the balcony to the next. Yeah, so basically we climbed above the, up on top of the balcony and climbed again, and then we're on the roof. And we took um, some music with us and some alcohol. And obviously, then we had to climb down afterwards, which was a scary part. <laughs> so that's probably like the craziest. I remember one time at hockey, I was in a hotel room with Rick Hughes. And I think we got back after having a, quite a few drinks. And I think Rick ended up on top of the closet and the pillow and fell asleep. <laughs> I don't know. I've got a picture of it somewhere, I'm sure. So yeah, Rick, if you're listening, that was a fun time. I don't think Rick Hughes would be listening to my podcast. Let's find if he does, then I'll fly over and give him a big hug. How the hell did he get on top of a wardrobe? How big was it? Because he's a big boy, like tall wise. Don't say that. <laughs> he's going to hurt you. <laughs> no, okay. So, what is the stupidest thing you've done? Because someone dared you to do it. I know this one straight away. Have you ever done a cinnamon challenge? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's stupid. Because I think we should do it with you. I think that would be pretty funny. Live on uh, this podcast. <laughs> I was. So someone dared me to do the cinnamon challenge, which is pour a very large heap of cinnamon and then eat it. And I can tell you, it is nasty. It is so nasty. I thought I was going to die. Like, it is not fun. So I, yeah, it, just, it was a little bit too much, I have to say. Probably the stupidest thing I've ever done. There's probably more out there, but I don't probably want to divulge that information. Right. So if you could lock one person up in a mental institution, who would it be? That's a rubbish question. <laughs> Why? You want me to lock someone up in a mental institution? Just anybody. I don't know anyone mental. If you could only speak one word today, what would you say? I was going to ask you that now. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. If I could say one word for the rest of the day, it would be no. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it would be funny. <laughs> I don't know, just get really piss you off. <laughs> it would be 
reason why it, no. it upsets me is because I go to Luke and I say, oh, babe, can you just take out the trash? And he goes, no. Like being funny, no. So that really ticks me off. And then all day, my child going to me, I was like, Luke, do you want some fruit? No. Do you want to go for a walk? No. Can I take your shoes off? No. Can I put your shoes on? No. 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 <laughs> so... Yeah, that would really wind me up. Yeah, so, okay. If you could close one fast food chain due to disgusting food, what would you pick? I know this one straight away. Chipotle! Chipotle? For the people who don't know what Chipotle is, it's a Mexican fast food place. And it's just crap. Like, it's just crap. You should have it. (laughs) it's fast food mexican it can be healthy in some ways but in others it's just awful and it upsets my stomach every time there's that and then i would probably say mcdonald's yep i said it mcdonald's keep the french fries because they're awesome but you could obviously you can actually preserve mcdonald's food for a really long time and it's still look like it's fresh out of the oven basically and it's not out from an oven it's from a fryer but it's just disgusting and it shouldn't be allowed to be even be served like it's so disgusting that it preserves for so long the fries do taste pretty good like it's the only downside to closing mcdonald's but so i think chipotle and mcdonald's just because of how nasty it is adding on from that the amount of influence that fast food and that kind of an industry has on a lot of things that go on as well. So imagine if you just closed that, especially my, well, any fast food chain that's like got hundreds and hundreds of restaurants. So just the impacts on the environment. So imagine oh, if you yeah. closed all these fast food restaurants and people actually made an effort to cook food like they did back in the day, then our environment, our earth, our globe would be a lot better off. Just my two pennies. What part of the human face is your favourite? The human face? So anyone's yeah. face in general? Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, maybe like people's eyes? Because yeah. they come in such a variety, colour, size, width. <laughs> you can't say width on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I would say... <laughs> That's naughty. And I'm not thinking of that, but okay. <laughs> I was going to add on to that beautiful answer of so much depth. <laughs> not width. <laughs> and say, you know what? With, I would say eyes for me, the same, but I think the eyes are the window to certain to people's souls and you can really know what somebody is going through or have gone through through their eyes so am i, am I boring you <laughs> you're yawning <laughs> no, that was my that was gonna be my next i'm sure it was yes i'm sure and i love it when people try and hold back a yawn it's like they're having a stroke at the same time but <laughs> 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 you're in an important meeting and you're trying to like not yawn or, or someone's or, or you're on a date and you're like dying to yawn because you never really go on dates and you spend all your time at home and you're just like 
trying not to yawn in front of that person because it's way past your bedtime. You're like, oh, I'm just let it out. Okay. So we'll do one more. If you had to work but didn't need the money, what would you choose to do? I think I'd like volunteer to be like a fireman. Really? Yeah. It's like if, if, if I didn't need to work but I had the money, I'd like volunteer or like like run like a shelter home or something like that. Or, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm thinking about it. A dog sanctuary. Oh God. Just like, instead of having pounds, like you rescue all the dogs. So you never get euthanized. And you just save them all and they just run free in your field. So yeah, I'd help as many dogs as I could. If not, a, a fireman. <laughs> <laughs> so, how come you never read about a psychic winning lottery? <laughs> I don't know. I am stumped on that one. It's a really good question, but I am totally stumped. Can ask you another question? Yeah. Last one. Ooh, if you could be a member of any sitcom family, which and why would it be? I don't watch sitcoms, but I do watch series. So I'm going to say Impractical Jokers. I would want to be part of that show. I wouldn't want to participate in it, but I would want to be in proximity to Sal quite a lot because I think he's really fascinating and really funny when he doesn't try to be because he's such... He's naturally funny because he's a germaphobe. He's like just... I just can't explain it. If you guys who do watch Impractical Jokers will know what I'm talking about. If for whatever reason me and Luke don't work out in our future, I'm going to go after Sal because he actually does really make me laugh. And because he's a pure germaphobe and I find it hilarious and I find him fascinating. Not that he's attractive in any sort of way, you know, maybe to somebody else, but the fact that he's just ridiculously funny in a stupid way, like, yeah, it's very fascinating. But I think they're all, they all are. They're all great. They're all funny in their own little way. But yeah, that would be probably the, the reason why I would be on the Impractical Jokers. And I may participate in a few episodes here and there. But uh, I could not do any of the stuff that they do, though. Like, they are brave. Very, very brave. I would like to have been a member of one of the Friends crew. So imagine you've been the seventh friend and Friends. Like, if it was real life as well, mm. that would be awesome, mm. I think. So, and one more question before we have to wrap it up. What does your tattoo mean on your arm? Just for, the, for everyone to know. So it's two arrows pointing ahead. And not many people know about this tattoo. But it's got two arrows pointing ahead. And it was a time where it was a big life alteration. I'm not going to say when. And I don't know, something called me to have this tattoo. Um, it basically means an arrow. When it's being pulled back in a bow and let go, it's shooting forward into you know, the future. So when life is dragging you back, remember, you're going to fling forward into something amazing. So that's what it kind of represents. Um, I don't notice it half the time because it's just like blended into my body all of these years. But Lake points at it every now and again. I'm like, Arrow. And she goes, oh. oh. Yeah. So it's just really like a reminder. Yeah. So like, keep moving forward, keep looking forward to the future. Yep. And if, when shit does hit the fan, when life does get hard, there's something epic going to happen. It's 
going to fling you forward into something great. So, yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up there. I think that's been enough of, uh, we're going to call it ravey drama, <laughs> ravey insights, ravey laughs, and uh, it's been fun having you on the podcast and kind of talking about our history a little bit, but also some giggles along the way. And um, yeah, it's been fun having you on and uh, tell everybody just in brief, like what are you doing right now and how can they uh, connect with you? Yes. So obviously I've been in America for quite a while now. It's been six weeks. So I originally just came over to spend some quality time with obviously my sister and family, but also my girlfriend and future wife. Ashlyn and so we've been spending a lot of time together as well so but whilst I've been over here I've been doing a lot of networking and building up relationships over here as well because obviously eventually I'm going to be moving over here and um, moving towards Tampa Bay area so I just wanted to obviously be over here for a length of time where it doesn't actually feel like a vacation it actually feels like I'm living here and find out what works for me what doesn't work for me all that kind of stuff so yeah, so that's been that's been really my main focus. And whilst I've been out here as well, I've been focusing on networking and, and building relationships, like I've said. So yeah, just hit me up on Facebook or Instagram. It's just Rick Ravey. That's R-A-V-E-Y. I'll just follow you back or just send me a message, let me know how you're doing. Or if you've got any questions about anything really, because like obviously we've had a lot of history in the past with ups and downs and things like that so if you've ever got any questions about any siblings or or just anything in general that you're feeling just give us a shout and hopefully we can help in any way possible so massive shout out to my sister she's always amazing always inspiring and always looking out for the best in everyone and everyone around her so i just want to say a massive thank you for having me i hope we've hope we've given you a bit of insight to obviously Katie's life, um, a bit more on the fun side and obviously everything that she gets up to in back in the day. And obviously bringing me in as well, which has been really nice just to connect with you on a fun, fun level, which we always do, um, but also to your audience as well. So it's been an amazing time and obviously I'm here for a couple more weeks, so it's going to be amazing and the weather over here is amazing it's so so good like it's just always warm it's always sunny it's just next level like i'm always uh always jealous of all that kind of stuff so it's great to be here very very exciting to have rick over here and him growing his life and um yeah coming over here and meeting ashlyn and you know maybe moving in together well not maybe it's happening isn't it so very exciting so i would recommend you guys hitting rick up on instagram it's uh rick ravey R-I-C-K-R-A-V-E-Y. So I hope you've had fun with this this evening, guys. And I just recommend all of you just reach out to your siblings, give them some love, give them some support, put your arms around them because they are just your best friend. They truly, truly are deep down inside. So thank you all for joining me this evening and have a beautiful, blessed, connected day. Mm-hmm.